Cambridge Breakfast with Julian Clover. Across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. As you've been hearing, Cambridge City Food Bank says that December uh, was the busiest month in its 12-year history. And uh, joined now, I'm pleased to say, by Steve Clay, who is the uh, relatively newly installed uh, CEO of Cambridge City Food Bank. Morning to you, Steve. Morning, Julian. Very happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Tell us quickly, before we start, a little bit about yourself. You started, I think, at the Food Bank um, November, December kind of time. I've only been with Cambridge City Food Bank for a matter of a few weeks just before Christmas. Uh, So my my learning curve is rapid at the moment, Um, but um, I've got a really good overview, I think, sort of coming in in December, which, as you say, was the the busiest month ever in its its 12-year history. Before joining Cambridge City Food Bank as the CEO, I I was um, been in the charity sector most of my working life but worked for the YMCA in the Midlands in the black country um, in in and around there for around about 19 years beforehand as a, as a CEO there so uh, yeah very familiar with charity work but um, the work of the food bank is uh, is is new to me so uh, you know it's, uh, it's I, a- I guess it is getting up and, and there's more you know in its most simplest form you know we see uh, the baskets, the areas in the supermarkets and other mm-hmm. shops where we're encouraged to um, put the goods in and then you take them out the other end and give it to those people in, in need. But it, it's a exactly. lot more complicated than that, I'm sure. Oh, it is. That's right, yeah. And uh, that's what I'm trying to get my head around at the moment. I mean, things that have sort of struck out to me, the level of need, obviously, which is something that you've referred to. Um, but uh, in Cambridge, the um, generosity of people, I think the uh, we have uh, over... Uh, around 200 active volunteers working in the distribution centres as uh, as drivers in our warehouse uh, in a whole variety of different roles. And then, of course, you've got the generosity of people donating either in the supermarkets or uh, or in cash, which is which is phenomenal, really. And that that really has hit me uh, since joining just a few weeks ago. At Cambridge, yes, we, we've noticed uh, here at Cambridge 105 Radio from people we talk to, and when people like yourself come in to talk about the work that they do, there is. Uh, generosity within Cambridge, and I, I'm not saying we can't say that other areas of the UK aren't generous, but you do kind of get the feeling that those people, and a lot of people in Cambridge, as we know, do have a pretty comfortable life, but those people do seem to be prepared to help those who aren't quite as exactly, fortunate as yeah, themselves. Exactly, yeah, you've got the double side to things, I think, in Cambridge, haven't you? It's uh, it's purported to be one of the most unequal cities uh, in, in terms of people who have and, and people who, who don't have and so you, you know you get both elements you get the level of need of people really really do need the support services that the food bank provide but also at the same time um there's this real willingness in the community who want to to make a difference and to to change things for people and to uh, to help them out of, of food poverty which is which is wonderful and who is you who is what kind of people are are using uh, the the food bank uh, to be honest julian it could be you or me. Um, so I've been out and about across our eight distribution centres. Um, I was chatting to a, a, a man, middle-aged man. Um, he'd just lost his job. Um, before he picked up his benefits, he needed some support to be able to tide him over. 
Uh, I met another person who had been homeless uh, and had recently been housed by one of the local housing associations. So he was in a, a flat, his safe, secure accommodation, which was good, um, but he couldn't cope in terms of he just got no provisions. Um, you know, he'd been provided with the infrastructure around him, um, but he needed something to just help to tide him over while he settled in. And, and it's interesting, we, we had a, on our news yesterday, I think it was, uh, that people just don't have the savings. Um, exactly. I, and yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I think it's forever has, has, has been the case. So somebody who is comfortably off, all of a sudden, something happens well, we see, and off the yeah, edge of a we, cliff. We're seeing more people now who, you know, they'll come in and they'll say, I've never needed to use a food bank before. Um, but they're just on that sort of that edge. And with inflation sort of, that it's, you know, it's one of its high, highest levels in four decades, over 10%, and cost of living crisis, fuel prices going up. It's just acting to squeeze uh, people beyond the point that they can cope and there's a lot of people who are on that sort of um, on the edge really and that's what we that's what we're finding i think that's why we've seen this soaring demand uh, around christmas time um when the pressure is really on people we we hear you know, there's lots of industrial disputes going on at uh, at the moment I, I guess the one that resonates maybe more than the others um and i'm really making a point in favour of one group of people in, over another. We all could do with a bit of extra cash in our, our, our pockets right now. But people say, oh, nurses are using food banks. Are nurses using food banks? And if they are, is this just one or two nurses or is this a... Uh, a whole, whole yeah. group of them coming That's in. a great question. <laughs> in the short time that I've been here, I can't answer something specific uh, uh, like that. But well, I'm but, sure they wouldn't turn up in nurses' uniform. But, no, um, no, no, that's true. But but it is ordinary people uh, like you. I'll give you an example. I was doing uh, involved in, we did a, do a big Tesco collection at the beginning of December, so we're encouraging people to donate in the supermarkets. And uh, So I'm standing there as people are coming in and, and donating food to us. Um, on more than one occasion, somebody came up and said I'm giving this to you because last year I needed your help and you helped me and uh, and now I want to give back and um, you know it really is the ordinary person that, mm. uh, that Food Bank is there to, to support and to help because we're all facing we're all facing sort of increases in I, I looked at my fill bill with Mrs Clover on the weekends oh my goodness you know fortunately we can you know mm. it's not an easy afford it but we can afford it we know full well there's, there's plenty of people who, who can't out there. But you must, as an organisation, you know, one of your tasks must be looking at the electricity bill, looking at mm -hmm. how much it costs to put the fuel in the vans who go out mm -hmm. to take the uh, donations to, to where they're needed. But that, that must hit your organisation oh, exactly, too. Yeah, exactly, and I think, you know, if you compare sort of a couple of years ago in, during the, the, the time of the pandemic, I think people were really, um, they became aware of the need of food banks, perhaps in a way that they hadn't before because, you know, the pandemic was causing lockdown, people were affected by that, and so we had, at that time, a surge in the, in the level of support. Um, interestingly enough, the, the levels of donations and support haven't matched two years ago, uh, but the level of demand is now 33% higher in 2022 than it was in 2020. So, um, yeah, so it is a concern when our costs go up uh, and there's a pressure on our supporters. Will our supporters continue to, to help us as we go forward? In so despite, despite the generosity, you have a scenario where demand is going up and those donations coming in are... Are going are going down, and that that that's not particularly good 
good scenario. Yeah, I mean, again, um, you know, I've in the short time that I've been here, what I've seen in December time, um, you know, there are lots of um, um, elements within December where where, where people are uh, generously donating and. Um, you know, and that is that is fabulous. But when I've looked at the overall picture in terms of what's happened uh, in 2020 and what's happened in 2022, there is the the level of financial support is not at the same level it was in. in ah, so in, that's in, the in interesting one. So it's not, you know, I might actually ask in a moment or two for for items that you need. You know, but it's not just the of the pasta, you actually need some cash or at least well, a, yeah, a cheque, a bank transfer I, I, whatever. And I think I'm just picking up on sort of you know, this cost of living crisis affects us all um, and, I, and, and you know we've been very well supported um, and we've been able to sort of you know survive on, on our reserves as well as what people uh, have given us uh, recently um, but the concern I suppose is the, the demand has increased, it's, it's continued it's, it's, it's relentless, you know when I was at the food, uh, some of the distribution centres last week I said how does it compare to December and they said well we haven't seen a tail off you know this is in January, now, I don't have all the January figures at the moment so that's in one sense anecdotal but the demand is still there um, and we're just a little bit anxious that our support continues into 2023 and that people uh, still put the groceries in the in the collection points in the supermarkets and people do still donate to us online. And the worry then that, <laughs> bother a phrase from the pandemic, that this could end up being the new normal. It, well, let's hope that that's not the case. But, you know, you know, if we read our newspapers, we see that, you know, inflation is still very high. Um, you know, we talk about energy prices and they say that that's here to, 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 to stay, certainly in the short term. So I think, you know, demand, as far as we can see looking forward, the level of demand we think is going to remain high. I have uh, seen reports, I think there was some over the weekend and some of the Sunday papers, suggesting, well, for example, the Chancellor might be quite happy because if fuel prices are coming down, then he won't have to give out as much support as, as he was intending. And I, and I guess that same kind of scenario could ultimately help you as an organisation because if we're getting more money in our pockets, then hopefully that eases this fuel, poverty, fuel poverty aspect yeah, uh, of it all. I, I think that probably... He's talking about how one funds for government. Uh, I think the, how it feels uh, to the person on the street who is directly impacted like this is 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 very different, and and you know that level of need I think for them is going to is going to remain for some time. Mm. So, Steve, what do you need as as an organisation? Do you need somebody to write you a nice cheque to to top up those reserves, or so I, is, I, is it I, a collection I, of things <laughs> that we can add to our supermarket as, but well, orders I, we go? Yeah, absolutely, I, I suppose all of the above. But I, I think if I can. Improve Press upon your listeners, you know, when they're out shopping in the major supermarkets around uh, Cambridge, you will see our collection points there. Please don't think, well, Christmas is over and therefore we don't need to, to do that anymore. Continue. This is something that, that goes on in January, you know, the blues month where people feel very depressed and, you know, the, the highs of Christmas have, have perhaps gone. That might affect where, how generous people feel. I don't know. I hope that's not the case. Please do continue to support us in January, in February, and for, by putting the produce into... And, the, and the sensibly, what, what do you need? You, you need, presumably, things that aren't going to go off whilst they're being transported around. Yeah, the, um, 
the educated sort of answer to that is if you look at uh, Google Cambridge City Food Bank and you'll find that information about what we need now on the website but of course not everybody can do that sort of but uh, all the time so so it, uh, generally um, you know it's non-perishable uh, food items we put together packages of three days worth of food for people it's an emergency supply uh, it's it's very well thought through in terms of what we provide so we it enables people to have balanced meals over three days uh, so that's the type of thing that we we're doing so any non-perishable items but if you want the specifics that we're short of at a particular point in time look at our website because we put things on there i'd also say things like um toiletries uh, we often get asked for um you know soap toothpaste that type of thing uh, is also something which uh, which is needed in our food mm-hmm. banks and conversely i don't wish to give you any more business but if people are listening somebody's listening thinking i can't you know i've got mm. this I've got this whopping great big bill on the way. I, I, I need food. What, what do they do? Yeah, thank, thank you. That's a fantastic question. I'm glad that you you asked that. I think the first thing I say, if anybody is listening and they're thinking, look, this is this is me, I would say it's okay. It's okay uh, to reach out and go to a food bank. That is what they are there for to help people through that sort of emergency uh, uh, period. Now we work with a range of agencies that provide the vouchers for us. We work with agencies because we know that agencies can provide additional support to people. Um, but if people want to know where they can pick up a voucher, again, go to the website. There's a section on there that says, I need help, uh, and it will tell you where you can go to, to, to get a voucher, such as an advice, uh, the children and family centres, the council themselves. Or if you really can't get out, there is a, uh, a telephone support helpline, which is provided by the Trussell Trust, and they're able to issue an electronic voucher as well. Uh, so again, it's all on the website. Um, but, you know, we have people come to us sometimes in floods of tears saying, you know, I'm really embarrassed to be here. And we say, look, it's okay. You know, there's no judgment about going to a food bank. It could happen to anybody. And uh, so please do reach out if that is you. And so the information is on the website. Okay, well, look, Steve, thank you very much for coming in to, uh, to see us this morning. I hope you'll pop back at, uh, at, uh, at, at some point, hopefully to tell us that everything's everything's tailing off and no, you're, you're having to, having to close and, down or something like that. And there are some fabulous good news stories as well, you know, so maybe we can talk about that sort of at, uh, at another point. But thanks ever so much hope, for, uh, for inviting me. I hope morning. that's the case. Thanks very much. Steve Clay, uh, CEO of Cambridge City Food Bank. 105. Cambridge 105 Radio.